everybody. Welcome to Slip Angle. Uh, Abe is here in Jeremy Swenson Racing's trailer. Uh, it's it's lovely up here in the living quarters. It smells it's nice. Lavish. Uh, there's a bed. And Tons of junk food. And junk food. So I'm, I'm in heaven. <laughs> uh, we're at Circuit of the Americas, and I am in the trailer talking to a bunch of Corvette drivers. On the microphone is uh, 2021 Gridlife GLTC champion Jeremy mm. Swenson. Mm. Gridlife rookie. Paul Curley, who's been on the show before, correct, and uh, Adam Ulrich, who has also been on the show before, and he has a Corvette that previously time attacked, uh, but will probably GLTC at some point this year. So welcome, guys. Thank Thanks you. for having us. So uh, I'll start with Paul, or excuse me, with Jeremy. I'm looking at Jeremy talking to Paul. Um, you had really good luck last year in your first season with GLTC. Pure luck. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> You, you came to Coda last year, and things didn't go perfectly, but mm. you, you worked really hard throughout the season, and I think you, I think you did do more events than everybody. Probably. It, I think it, I did it all was, but was, NOLA. It was, was a hard year for you. Yeah. So kind of walk me through last year, because you haven't been on the show in a while. Sure. Uh, yeah, last year I came to Coda with uh, uh, a lot of debt. <laughs> uh, actually, I just won a big autocross and had some money to build this car. So I put all of that and then some into building this junky C5 Corvette and showed up at Coda. Got, uh, had some bad luck. Didn't do great. Car wasn't very good. Um, and I turned into a whiny little guy. <laughs> That's correct. Which is yes. not the first time. Yeah, not the first time. Uh, but anyway, uh, luckily... People had a lot of patience with me and said, calm yourself down, we'll be okay, and just come to the next one. And we started winning at the next race at NCM. We got a race win there, and uh, the rest is history. Now, um, someone, pretty pretty large personality in the racing community, uh, community, famously said last year that the GLTC rules are biased against V8s. Uh, I think every bit of evidence that we've collected in the last two years perhaps says that the opposite is true. Uh, do you think that that person knew when he said it that the opposite was correct? Because he's he's a smart guy. Uh, I, I don't know if he knew. I, I know that I felt after Coda last year, I was like, man, there's no way. This is just not going to be. This car just wouldn't be competitive. So I was of that feeling because I just didn't think the little bits bigger tire that you get at this weight level I didn't think compensated for that much more weight. Um, I never said anything personally about V8s themselves. It was more of a weight thing. Mm. Specifically, the V8 cars are technically usually heavier. Uh, so that was my feeling, and a lot of us shared that sentiment. And so, a lot of us publicly said things about that. I, I will say that heavier sometimes means another thing, though. And heavier often means sturdier. And stur sturdy. sturdier, <laughs> that's what my wife calls sturdier. me. <laughs> sturdier helps drivers uh, with mechanical components that are good enough to win races. Mm. Yes, uh, that actually is a big deal, and I, I'm really excited about the Corvette for this year because uh, being consistent is going to be really important this season. So uh, you, you, each race weekend counts. It's you don't drop individual races. It's a weekend at a time. So being consistent is going to be incredibly important. And the Corvette being sturdier uh, is, <laughs> is really good. It's so uh, between Road America last year and this now, the first event here in February at Coda, what did you do on the car? What, I mean, I'm sure there was some maintenance stuff, but is there anything new? 
Yeah, uh, well, first off, the rules changed, so we had to add a bit of weight to get up to the tire size that we wanted. So we are running the 295 size at 3151, and so uh, we can do an offset for a stagger. So we run a 285 front and a 305 rear. Um, I bet that makes tire selection like you have some choices. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely choices, but the the clear choice currently is the Falcon 660. Okay. Um, and so that's the, the route we've went. And they seem good. This is the first time I drove them was today, and they seem pretty decent. I haven't run a, a full race on them yet, but uh, qualifying speed is way beyond what I thought we'd be doing here. But uh, back to the car, I put a different differential in it with different gearing, and that actually, uh, I, especially here, I did not think that would help me hardly at all. But it feels really good. The car feels really, really good. Uh, otherwise, um, exhaust has nothing to do with making the car faster, but I did do a different exhaust. Um, we got some Hawk brakes on the car now, and they feel amazing. So we've, I don't know, it's the, the car's really good. It's probably the best it's ever been handling-wise. Uh, it feels really neutral. It's doing exactly what I want it to do. Uh, it's fast in. James Houghton is staring at me. Say, tell him to come in here. Well, he's uh, particularly COVID sensitive. I don't know. If oh, yeah. What do you want? You can say hi. Hold you on. Want. You want to say hi? Jim, say hello. 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 Where are you from, Jim? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, um, you've had. Oh, Scott's here. This is good. What? I just, I just what now, Scott? Oh, well, I understand. I didn't. And I, and I had one more scheme, and then I'll let you go back to recording. Okay. We had an idea because I'm very. I'm, I would say that probably one of my ones that I'm most concerned about. I had this great idea. We should, Mitch was like, you should bring him a beer to say I'm, I'm like apologizing that they took the lap away. And then immediately if you cracked it, take a picture of you drinking the beer and getting DQ'd for the next race. That's a great plan. No. Grab me a beer. Let's do it. Bye. Love you. So new differential, like any like suspension tuning setup stuff different. Dude, we don't have to do any of that. We got Viking shocks on this car. We don't have to do that. We got G speed sphericals. All that stuff's just same from last year. All we do is get to the track, turn now, some knobs, and uh, off G, we go. G speed does a pretty good job tuning these cars for the the series. Mm -hmm. How much time is spent on making the curve look the way that it does? That's a great question. Uh, I spent. I was on the dyno constantly last year trying to make this thing as good as possible. And uh, I was tuning it myself just for, we're tuning just the throttle. Okay. And uh, just making the horsepower curve as flat as possible sure. for as long as possible. And I wasn't great at it, but I had a pretty good setup. I showed up to G-Speed a couple of days ago, and I was nearly perfect on where I was supposed to be. And But the, the guys at G-Speed are like, hey, you're a little fat down low. Let's take a look at this. And about four hours and 25 pulls later... They got it even a little bit better than what we had. So it's like it's a diminishing return problem. You have yeah, like they wasted a ton of time on me. And G Speed is way. I mean, they didn't have to do that, but they did. And uh, if you have a Corvette, check out G Speed not only for parts but for support and service. Um, they build some of the baddest race cars. There he is too. Speaking of G Speed, G -Speed hey Lewis, right here. Well, hello. We're just talking about you. How great you are. Okay. Um, so uh, you had a pretty good qualifying. Uh, I think you, we, James just said that you ended up in fourth. Previously, you were P2, but you exceeded track limits somewhere. Apparently. Allegedly. Alle no, I, I, was, I bet there's yeah, evidence. Yeah, there's probably some pretty good evidence. <laughs> uh, in fact, I know where, where the alleged part of the track is. It was uh, the second to last turn. I got a little 
little deep in there, so pushed wide, and I didn't know if I was off track, but I definitely apparently was. So I guess I'll ask you to speculate a little bit before race one. In 2021, I think it's fair to say that your strategy for the entire year was qualify in the front and uh, worry very little about having to pass cars. That's correct, yeah. I would also say that in the inverts, you perhaps made up fewer positions than some other cars that get inverted. So I, yeah. starting now in P4, what's your like? What's your approach for race one? First off, uh, we're at Coda, so that's helpful. The track's really wide. There's lots of room. If my car lights off really well like it typically does, we'll be able to stay with those guys and maybe be able to make a move in the backstretch, maybe. Okay. I'm assuming Jim and I will be faster than the ASM guys on the front row. I That's probably true. Andy also, I don't know if Andy's yet really know His time would say he knows his way around here, but... He, from what he says, I don't think he knows this place like he knows Autobahn. Correct. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, so we'll see. Uh, the car should race better. We're all on street tires now, so my previous strategy shouldn't really be a thing. Um, I've always been really soft racing next to people. I'll. It's not worth crashing anybody. Well, it's, I've I've heard from other drivers that you are uh, perhaps the most like predictable and polite and like eager to race yeah. gentlemanly nice. of the gentlemen gentleman. yeah thank you and, and maybe not maybe not to the point of being a sweetheart but like <laughs> you you leave room and you like racing so that's cool yeah um, yeah i mean i i like winning so i mean i i prefer that over racing well no that's not true either but uh yeah that's that's the goal and and i try to be clean that is the number one thing and that's what they preach in this series if you're thinking about coming to join gltc if you bring that attitude, you'll fit in just fine because that's really the most important thing. Don't bang into each other. None of us want to be fixing cars or, you know, pissing each other off. That's not what it's about. So, as long and by the way, the top uh, five, ten, fifteen people in this group are very fast. So there's professional racers that come join this series and they're like, "Holy cow, uh, this was not really what I expected." <laughs> Especially when you watch like. Uh, a live stream from a drone shot it looks like we're creeping around uh but come join gltc and see what you got. i will say that watching you guys come down the front straight does look like you're creeping around yeah it's <laughs> the cars are it's well slow. like in yeah. a you're you're back to back with a time attack with cars that make quadruple the horsepower yeah it does look slow yeah but everywhere else is fast yeah um okay so I want to move on to Paul, who just built a car for the series, has had a really, really busy off-season. Uh, I've known you for eight years, maybe. At least, yeah. Um, you've had Corvettes. You've autocrossed a lot. You've done a whole lot of Optima, and you time-attacked some mm -hmm. with Grid Life. Uh, when did you start building the GLTC car? We ordered the cage in November, got it mid-December-ish. Dropped it off mid-December-ish. Got the car back January 15th. Completed as a shell, like just a shell. Started from scratch, and every night, weekend, free minute, we worked on it. So, You and Adam? Me and Adam, yeah. Any other help in the area? No, not really. My dad ran and got some parts and stuff, but really okay. just us two. And lots of long nights till 2 a.m. It's really, really clean. Thank you. Um, it came tell, out very well. Tell me how it's different than Jeremy's car. Uh, <laughs> it gets washed. It get, I did wash it. Yeah, it's clean. Uh, no. I mean, they're similar. They're very similar. Some of the same electronics, same computer, same PDM. Uh, 
uh, it worked in his car, so why not use the same thing? Same shocks. Same shocks, of course. Same spiracles. Same so oil. I, then, <laughs> then I assume that uh, your your strategy for a weekend is going to be similar. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll do well. I'm on a little skinnier tires than him. My car. Why? Uh, the car's a little lighter, maybe. Probably not light enough. It's not enough. the car. It's the driver's, the driver's a, lot a little lighter, lighter too. <laughs> the driver's a lot lighter. <laughs> but I would like a little lighter car, but it's just what I showed up with. Okay. Just feeling it out. I mean, the car's got pace, it feels like. I think I'll race well. Probably better than I qualified. Okay. Uh, well, but... I, I don't think we've ever talked about this on the show before, but you have uh, wheel-to-wheel experience, but not in a really long time. No, it's like, been a while. What, what's, what's your backstory? Because I don't think anyone knows. I started karting around 9, started racing at 10 until I was 16, nationally, all over the world, country. And it was pre- pretty successful. Won a bunch of championships and raced with a bunch of people that are now doing a lot bigger things. But we know that takes a lot of money. So It does, it does take some money. We spent a lot of money, but just not enough. So we stopped and started autocrossing and time attacking and got enough pure pressure to build this car use jeremy as a guinea pig last year okay to see if a corvette could be successful and obviously it was how so. many corvettes are here this weekend Six. or at least ls powered cars uh, right seven seven, seven then, yeah that's i mean in the field's 35 that's 20 percent. that's pretty good uh that's that ls so. is a great engine I mean, well and you it, fix a couple of small things with it it'll live forever corvettes are built as race cars almost so it's a lot easier to build a reliable car out of a Corvette than, say, take an Acura and put, you have to re-engineer the whole car. Right. Our cars at this power level could run all day. You're right. We could run an endurance. You could run it out of gas. So um, that helps a lot for us. So I, I did talk with somebody recently. The uh, They did say that essentially everybody will run a daily dry sump, though. Is that? It's in, almost in a must. Do you think it's a must yeah. do? Okay. Yeah, especially somewhere like Gingerman, that place eats Corvettes. Yeah, the long sweepers. And so, seven, eight, the, nine or like the factory dry sump option that's in like the Z fifty one or those Grand are Sport, okay, good enough or not. It's probably good enough. Okay. Yeah, you have to fix a couple things with that, but that's an easy way to do it. But you have to have an engine built that way too. Sure. So this is good. This fits on every LS. They, Does they perfected it? Um, Us given can put it together. <laughs> given how the car's like set up today, mm-hmm. uh, if you wanted to be lighter, what would you do? Uh, there's some stuff I could cut out. I put the dash back in the car. Okay, like, it looks like a street car almost on the inside. You know? Okay, it, I would like it that way. I want it to look nice, but you could take that out. There's some stuff that could be you, cut you out. You take the boy out of Optima. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody keeps saying. But I'd like to answer this myself too, uh, Jeremy. Here, I, I would lay off the cheeseburgers personally. Well, you've got the uh, the Chicago mix caramel and cheese popcorn that I'm really looking at. Dude, and this, there's Jolly Ranchers. That is so good. Um, so you just did practice in qualifying. Uh, yeah. what, what was the time in qualifying? Uh, two twenty-eight two, I believe. So that's uh, what, what's P one? Twenty-five nine now. No. Okay. Um, 27? 27? Okay. I had, the predictor was like a 27.8, and I screwed up a couple places. Okay. So I, I think a 27 is easy. I've picked up time every time I went out. So. And then I mean, you, I'm learning, too. The car's new. Yeah. Driving and a you've, slow And you've driven here before, but it's once, a different yeah. challenge because you have a car that's this car way slower. a third of the horsepower, so. Right. <laughs> so, like, essentially everyone in this room has driven cars that make 600 horsepower. Yeah. Uh, how do you approach a 200 horsepower car differently? You have to be smooth. If you screw up mid-corner, you're hosed on exit. 
So if you're not smooth, you don't have the power to back you up. You just have to plan on exit mostly. Yeah. Entry's easy, but exit and getting off the corner and rolling speed is, is a must. If you don't do that, you're going to be slow. Yeah, it's really just a carry the speed thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's really different. Uh, when you're used to 600 horsepower, you drive off a corner way different than you do like this. So it's it takes some getting used to, and Paul's adapting fast. Well, and I've ridden with both of you guys in the Corvettes. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> when they made power, like yeah. a lot of power. Mm-hmm. And Corvettes especially, compared to like Luke when he had the Viper, mm-hmm. corner exit is um, lively yeah. in the Corvettes. At 200 horsepower, is that still true? Uh, I mean, you can get the back end out a little. It, it still has torque. Okay. But once you have the wheel straight. <laughs> yeah. You just, yeah, there's also been a no. wheel straight. No. Okay. So, I mean. But you're also on the edge the whole time through the corner. Exactly. And you're trying to be on the. So you still have to balance the throttle on exit. Yeah. Sure. You can't um, but just, you're just it. Yeah, you're just trying to carry more speed through it, basically, and then balance it on the way out. Well, um, kind of going back to Jeremy for a second, you were racing on, on Hoosiers last year on, on slicks, and now we're back to street tires. Uh, a little and, bit. I did both last year. Um, I was actually known for streets last year. but, but <laughs> Well, you yeah. were the first person to, to do the streets thing really well consistently. Because mm-hmm. uh, James yeah, did it yeah. two years ago, but only got to run, or to run one weekend before I don't know COVID. if I ever thanked Jim uh, publicly for helping me win a championship last year because if he had not told me to try the street tires, then you probably, I probably would have just stuck with the Hoosiers. And I mean, I would have been fine, but definitely not one, I'm sure. So. Sure. Um, with the new tire table and the new uh, uh, approved tires, how, do, how does uh, racing or, or driving feel compared to last year? Uh, driving feels pretty similar, I guess. Um, we're running, uh, like I said, the Falcons last year. I ran the Yokohamas and the Nankangs. This is Luke McGrew. Paul, I was wondering if you could watch some video of how to get through the first quarter the first half. Oh. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about that. Get out of here, Luke McGrew. <laughs> let's not. Let's move on here. What, I've never spun out my life on a road course, yeah, and today like, is I twice. Like, I, was, I, was like, I was like, oh, I got to go talk to <laughs> I don't know. I have no clue. I heard uh, James uh, yes. spun, spun on the practice on the outlap as well. Yeah, a bunch of people did. It's, yeah. It was really cold. It was like 30 degrees this morning, and the tires, it was like ice. And the first spot, it was like, I almost lost it. Uh, Paul did, yeah. and then a bunch of other people did too. It was just, uh, it was really slick. It was pretty silly. I was like, "Holy cow, man! The, the track isn't there." But it was just the tires were just like bricks. Three corners point. later, you're like, "Okay, yeah. it's yeah, getting it better." It starts to come around. But <laughs> anyway. So, uh, Adam, you're here as kind of crew chief, crew chief for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have personally helped both of these guys repair cars in the middle of a race weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Is that something you like doing or, uh, I mean, no, no, like it's <laughs> something like, you have to do. No, it's, it's something you kind of have to do, but like not everyone is, is willing to help their friends that much. Like yeah, it's, well. it's a hard job. Yeah. But you know, friends, that's the, that's the operative we word, right? Help each other. Yeah. So yeah. I remember last year at NCM, I think you and Ethan were, were the first persons to be under Swenson's car mm-hmm. pulling a trance, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Not only that, the dude brought everything. Like he wasn't didn't even have his own car barely there to, for himself. I mean, a little bit, but and then he's out there like under my car more about caring about my car than his. It was it was pretty sweet. His, Track uh, time's expensive. It's yeah. kind of foolish to throw yeah, it away yeah. if you can help it. So yeah, it was awesome. He, it was his transmission, his all his tools. It was 
uh, is awesome. Mm-hmm. So saved me. That also helps save a season for me too in yeah, the long for run. Sure. And I, I think a lot of the drivers who are competitive have some kind of support network, right? Yeah. Like ASM people, brings stuff. We ASM bring stuff. brings mm-hmm. spare stuff, and they try to share it with everybody. Mm-hmm. I've seen several drivers take their car out of commission for a weekend to put another driver back into the mm-hmm. field, which is cool. This uh, can be a team sport if you accept the help. I mean, yeah. Um, and you, uh, you have a white. Uh, C5 Z06 yep and that has run time attack and street mod for a few years um, but you like many are going to GLTC mm-hmm. everybody in GLTC is having fun every single person it looks like uh, rather in the front middle back I think that uh, everybody can see the appeal of it from the outside pretty easily um, with time attack uh, there's usually six classes six seven classes per weekend and yep. that means there's six or seven people that leave happy <laughs> yeah and and it is different because time attack as as a sport um almost lends itself to cars that you don't get to just turn lap after lap after lap mm-hmm. in and yeah, you don't get a whole lot of track time for the, the money if, conversely like gltc is a lot of time on track yeah. and when we first started, I think there were more races in a weekend. That first weekend at Mid-Ohio in 2019 um, or 2020, or excuse me, 2018. I don't know. <laughs> Is this fourth year for GLTC? Aaron mm-hmm. won, Cattell won, you won. So this is year four. Um, that first Mid-Ohio weekend, I think there were more races like proposed or scheduled. And at some point, drivers were just like, no man, it's too much. You can't can't do it. <laughs> like yeah. five races in one weekend. That's a lot. It's a lot. Plus practice and quality. Um, so your car is getting caged currently. Mm-hmm. And you had a yep. kind of a really high end drive line already. So you're just gonna are, I think you're just gonna turn it down? Yep, just gonna tune it down. Um, not really in the budget to build another engine sure. for it. Um, so as it might not like, might not be optimal, but you know, this year I just want to get my feet wet. Sure. Maybe next year build an engine specific. Do um, like do you think that your car will be at a similar weight when you're done as, as these cars, or are you going to keep it mm, at a different like It'll bracket? Probably end up closer to Paul's car, I'd imagine. Okay. In terms of weight, um, it's hard to say because I'm not as fat as Jeremy. And I'm not as skinny as Paul, so... Jeremy's sturdy. Sturdy. Sturdy, okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little flimsier, I guess. (laughs) Um, Uh, Well, Jeremy's sturdy. Uh, I have a doughy physique. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it'll land somewhere closer to Paul's car, I think, but it all depends on what the tire rolls are at the time and, you know, tire availability even might decide what tires i run so yeah or what weight i i'm at uh you guys bought tires for the year and or probably bought some tires for the year maybe not for an entire season did you have any difficulty trying to get what you wanted not yet i wanted another set but i wasn't able to get one so okay. oh and, really mm-hmm. no and you're a wholesaler right like you you uh, can yeah. get whatever you need if mm-hmm. it's available I might have to change wheels or something, or I maybe I'll add weight and run a wider tire. I'm not sure yet. Gotcha. See huh. how this weekend goes. Shaved or not shaved? I I don't know anything about it. Uh, I haven't shaved anything. I was just showed up on stickers this morning, so. 
It worked well. So. Yeah. yeah, it worked fine. See how it races. Yeah, okay. I think it's, biggest, it's all new. Yeah, I think the biggest concern from other guys, what they're saying is the chunking or delaminating a little bit. So these heavy cars, it might be an issue. We'll see. I'll have to keep an eye on them, I guess, see how the weekend goes. Well, you guys uh, probably got a little bit of work to do before race number one. I'd be interested to talk to you as the weekend goes along to see how things go. I'd, uh, Paul, especially, I'd like to get your perspective mm-hmm. as a as a rookie. I mean, yeah. you're not you're not inexperienced, but you're new to the series mm-hmm. for this. Yeah, and I I'd like to hear about you know like rookie meetings and mm-hmm. like how how this is kind of different from maybe experiences you've had in the past and like how your thought process goes from the beginning of the weekend to the end. Yeah, so far it's awesome, very welcoming and. Also, they keep people in check too, which is a must. Else, your series turns to crap. Yeah. You get people well, wrecking. I, I you, think you, Giles you know. is basically of the mindset like, well, here are the expectations. Uh, yes. if, if you don't want to co- like comply with these expectations, you can we'll, lo- re- we'll refund your money. And you we'll help you load up. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, you yeah. can leave. Yeah. Um, but, but they're also welcoming too. They right. want people to come here. And we all make mistakes too. So yeah. it's it's not like if you accidentally touch someone. It's not like they're going to say, don't ever come back. It's like, let's yeah, talk, talk it about out, it. Figure and, it out. And everybody yeah, leave. Yeah. Okay. Because it is still racing, and it's highly competitive racing, too. So Yeah. I mean, we got some seriously competitive people in this room. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for doing a show. Thank you. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend, and uh, I'll probably talk to you tomorrow and Thanks, see how buddy. the day goes. Sounds awesome. See ya. See ya. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at Gridlife to say hello. Hello.